Hey yo. Shanti and it's Antoinette and you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. Yizzo! To another episode of Around the Way Curls. Hi. Hi, Hi. Queen. How are you? Come on, get the energy up. What's up? How you you? doing? How are you? Oh, you know, I am feeling the things. Oh. A feeling human. I know that's right. (laughs) What's up? You kick it off, girl. Fuck it up. You kick it off. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fucking it up. All right, I'm going to start off on a good note because oh. I know you don't care about this, but the Eagles is like the yes. only undefeated team in the NFL and we hype and Jalen Hurts is doing his thing and we all believed in him. So shout out to Jalen and them. Um, also, the defense is really good. In addition, the Sixers looks pretty good. I'm proud James Harden didn't got himself in a little bit of shape now. Team looks like they're gelling. They beat the Nets, thank God. Even though all the highlights were about Ben Simmons' corny-ass dunk and the Nets lost by, like, 19, but all the outlets are putting Ben Simmons up there. So I just make it make sense to me. Yeah, Philly doesn't get the respect it deserves, so I understand, actually, why they, they won the Super Bowl and came back and still felt that they were underdogs. I get it. They don't get respect. So it's it's a great time. For Philly in sports. What does that I don't mean? know what they're the hell the Phillies the, are doing. They're going to the football? <laughs> they're going to the NFL? <laughs> <What>? Super Bowl? <laughs> they're going to the Super Bowl? No, sweetie. They play four games. So there's a lot more games to be played. Oh, Anything girl. can happen. <laughs> Not the Super going Bowl. To... February? Yes. All right. We got a long time from now now. All right. But also, I'm hype boots because my birthday is on the 14th. And then I have the party on the saturday the 15th and then sunday boom eagles versus the cowboys the rivalry can't wait to sit down snuggle up on the couch and watch that and i'm gonna probably i might not be on the stations that i need so i probably gotta go to a bar or something but i'll figure it out because i want to watch the game so i'm very excited for that for that weekend for you thank you um, in addition, I just wanted to check on you real quick. Have you t- have you checked in on Mace? I know you cape for him. He I know- is, a, is distraught. Um, I feel like he got himself a little bit. He stepped outside himself, in which he is repenting. He is fasting right now, oh my and God. trying to really recover from that because he, you know, the devil is real, <laughs> is made manifest, and. He's upset, but he's all right. <laughs> Not and. He was upset about the t- his teeth as well. He felt like he made a mistake by putting the grills in and didn't his message really was missed, you know. He's having some issue. You know Mace is a pretty boy, so like he gets he goes back to his old ways of wanting to be a pretty boy. Shanti, I, this was meant, I meant to say that for you to just laugh. And you went and did all this. No, this, is, this is real. <laughs> you ask, she is, for those of you that don't know, she is talking about the rapper Mace. And I'm checking to see if he's okay based off of Puffy's recent interviews. About Puffy how he is don't the devil. Nobody. That's what I got from him. I said, oh. Puffy, wow, you really are not well. You we really not on pop culture well. yet. God damn, I call him the devil. Mm. Sheesh. Devilish. Well, I guess we'll pick that up in pop culture. Um, and other news for updates for me, I feel that I may have had my first anxiety attack. <laughs> it felt like I was having a heart attack mm. in my home. Mm. Panic attack. And mm. yeah, and I was, I grabbed my chest. My back locked up and I felt like I couldn't breathe. Girl. I was like, wait a minute, Antoinette Henry. 
So work has been very stressful, but it that wasn't it. Um, you know, it was podcasts, it was work. I have an additional podcast that I'm coming out that I can't really talk about yet. And then the real caveat to this was that um, someone who I admire very much, I guess I could say his name, Christian McBride, who is probably the most versatile musician that I've ever known. He is a big band leader in the jazz community. He runs jazz festivals. He's played for James Brown. He plays funk. He plays classical music. He can swing. He, he does it all. He hit me up and he's always taken a, um, he's always taken an interest in me and really championed for me. And I met him while I was serving at a jazz club in New York. And he met me, excuse me, he hit me up and he was just like, oh, Philly, I need you. And I was like, oh, hi. I haven't seen him in like two years. He goes, yeah, 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 I'm recording my new big band record. I need, I need you. And I said, okay, let me know when. He goes, no, no, next week. So me, I have, I can be honest and say that I have not been taking care of my voice in the way that I should be. That um, the last couple of times that I've sang in public for anybody, it was really with, it was fine. The stakes were not as high. I'll say that. I don't want to be disrespectful, but the stakes weren't as high. And so I wasn't really that concerned about how it came off. I was like, this would be fine. This though, Mm. I was going to be entering a space with master musicians. um, a, A lot of which I used to serve. (laughs) at said jazz club. So there's that dynamic there. There's that power dynamic. Um, And so I was all in my head. He did not have a reference track for me, really. What he sent me had someone else singing in a different key. And it wasn't what he, it wasn't his current arrangement. So there was no rehearsal. Again, it's just to show up, hear them play it down once and sing it. And it's not like a situation where you sing the, you know, the first half of the first verse, you see how you like it, and you sing the second. It's like, no, you sing it like a live performance straight through mm. and get it done. And so I walked in and I had to take an edible, you know, to calm myself down a bit because I was like, girl, you're not going to make it. And that was a little bit of a mistake because the edible makes your mouth real dry. Oh, no. But I I needed to calm down. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to have to be drinking water and wet my mouth. I don't know what to do or say. And so I walked in and immediately I was greeted with nothing but love and respect. Hmm. And it was in my head, that dynamic mm-hmm. between. And I'm sure some of them probably felt that way before. But I also had forgotten, not forgotten, but I I take for granted that when I left the jazz club, I ended up working for the jazz organization and hiring these guys. Mm -hmm. So these guys are now looking at me like, yo, you put food on my table. I fuck with you. How are you? We miss you there. Like it was nothing but love. Um, And I actually, (laughs) I actually went through our DMS and saw that one of them actually had asked us to post something to promote for him. And I never saw it and I felt bad. Um, So I guess they're following what we're doing here as well. Yeah. So anyway, how did I get go? in the booth? I get in the booth. I hear it. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And the first time I did it, like I I was just kind of marking it. And then it was time to like really do it. And for the first time, I allowed myself to make mistakes, but big. Like I was, I was determined for the first time verse to be dedicated to the lyric and I was like I'm gonna be a character I'm gonna tell a story and then when I come back in on the second like after the after the like trumpet solos and all this other shit I'm gonna be what he typically wants me to do is like he's like put put some Philly on it get soulful get big you know be be ridiculous and so in doing that you have to just get freed up in a way And I was like, I don't care if I make a mistake, like just make a big mistake. It'll be okay. But you have to, I was determined also not to sing it the same way every take. I didn't want to be rehearsed, you Mm -hmm. know, like I Mm -hmm. wanted to be prepared, but not rehearsed because it's jazz. They're playing something different. 
you know, they're improvising things. They're doing that. You need to respond to the band. Like Mm -hmm. you need to be together and in sync. So we did that and everybody was like, oh, no, cool, cool, cool. And I, by the time the band left, I had not gotten the ending. He had a very specific ending that he he had written for the band and I wasn't figuring out the hits yet. Like it wasn't working. So we stayed back and I was like, just let me hear it a couple more times. And he was resolved on like, you can come back, you know, next month or whatever, like we could figure it out. And I was like, no, 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 I'm here now. If I come back next month, my voice is going to sound different. The tone, the pitch, everything is going to sound like I punched it in. Let's do it. And so we stayed and then, he wants this ridiculous, this ending is so big, it's dumb. And he wants this ridiculous ending and I did it and I I felt like I did it well and I felt really proud of myself. He was really happy. People from his label were there and they were really happy. And I realized that the anxiety that I felt, that attack I felt was my conscious saying, bitch, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Oh. Not this project management shit. You don't have that anxiety when you're podcasting. Wow. You don't have that anxiety when you are really doing Girl, the things look. that you want to be doing. Girl, so the anxiety of me not sleeping through the week was me fighting, fighting this narrative that I don't want to do it. Or me lying to myself. It was like me revealing to myself, like, you're a liar. You this do want to do this it. Is making you alive in a way. You're alive but you, in a Right, way but you don't want to, you don't, you still don't want to do it the way that everybody else tells you you got to go around and do it. But you, you have to be more honest about what you do. Just let it be a part of you. Mm. Like, and so in practice afterwards, you know, I had posted, um, I had posted myself online in a booth. And so obviously when I heard it, I have, I took a voice memo of like the playback and it's, mm-hmm. it's raw. It's whatever it's, I hear stuff I want to fix, but you know, there's time. And so when people were writing me friends that I know, not strangers, I sent it to them. And that would have been the first time they ever heard me sing mm. ever. And I, I, it felt like a, like a, um, how can I describe it? It just felt Reveal, like I, there was like this vulnerable. piece of myself yeah. I have been hiding yeah. and denying. Yeah. And it's not that that has to be a career. It's just, it has to be a part of me. Mm-hmm. And I even sent it to Jazz because she was, you know, she responded and was super hype. And I had an honest like little exchange with her where I was just like, you know, I sent it with the caveat of, you know, I'm not the best singer and I don't have the best ear and all this shit because it's fucking Jasmine, you know? Mm-hmm. And and there I guess that there was stuff there that I, I didn't realize or maybe I've tried to ignore for me that was like, I don't want to sing in front of them. And so I sent it to her and she was just like, yo, it's great. And I really miss hearing you sing. And then she's like, how did you feel recording? And, you know, I told her, like, I felt like an imposter. Like, I gave her the whole thing. And she just affirmed me and was like, you belong in every fucking room that you've ever stepped into. As long as I've known you, whether it's school, whether it's work, whether it's performance, you show up and you show up prepared and, like, Fuck all that other shit. Step into your light. This is what we want to see you do and Mm -hmm. do you. It's been way too long since I've heard you sing. Mm -hmm. Stop the bullshit and just let it be a part of who you are. Mm -hmm. Like everybody celebrates you. So it felt like a, um, like a coming home. I've, I've been on this coming home tip, right? Welcome home. Good job, Antoinette. Congratulations. Good girl. But baby, I had to have a heart attack to do it. I say it. I nearly died. I nearly died. <laughs> I was in here like grabbing my shoulder. I might have had one. That when they say do the things that scare you, you're like not this kind of terror. <laughs> I not said a little butterfly. Is, I understand, is, but not this debilitating bitch, this terror. Debilitating. <laughs> I might could <laughs> die. <laughs> like what? 
over a little a little song and i have to say even if this not never comes song. out those that's no. not a little song those are it's little not a little people. song that's not a little no let me tell so let me just girl. last i'm gonna shut up the last thing i'm gonna say is afterwards <laughs> this man says to me you know who i, I can't i can't even say because i don't even think it's supposed to be public but he reveals to me that this record that he's working on there's a lot of features and um, the features, <laughs> I can't wait. If this, like the fact, I just have to thank him. I have to thank Christian McBride because there's no way that his label looked at the names that he wanted on this album and said, oh yeah, this little girl, everybody on there is wildly famous. They are masters of their craft. And I'm so glad he didn't tell me all of the people before I recorded because I would have died. I wouldn't be here and you would miss me. So we'll see. I don't know. They might, you know how labels are. They might be like, listen, this does not make sense. They seem nice to me, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know. Regardless, it doesn't matter. It's the, it's the process. It's doing It's the the process and it's the big reveal. So. That's where I'm I at. have nothing compared to that kind of revelation. I died and came alive, child. Rebirth, Phoenix. All I Rise. got is why haven't y'all given me the name of Erica Badu's <laughs> lip from last week? Deeply disappointed and upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> and Priorities, baby. What's up? Why y'all ain't y'all killing Shanti? Why y'all I'm doing upset. this to us? The what fuck? lip you got on right now? It's nice. Oh, yes, I do. Anastasia, it's terrible quality. Both of them broke immediately. Really? Yes. I think it's Anastasia. That's not even cheap. That's expensive. Expensive. And if you got it from Sephora, if it broke, you could take it right back. It doesn't matter how long. I know. Oh, I should take it back. Have all used. Like, this had broke the second day. Uh Uh-huh. And you take it right on back, and they will give you a new one. I should do that. But anyway, yeah, this is... um, Plum Angel or some shit like that. It's not quite. It's not giving what you wanted to give. I haven't found my brown. My browns that are always too dark, so they look like black, or they're too light, and I look like I'm not well. I want that brown, y'all. Well, I'm in a stage right now where the holidays are coming. If I'm in the retail world, so October is like October fifteenth. If you don't have your shit mapped out for the rest of the next. Three months, you done lost, and I'm feeling far more prepared than I've ever felt in all my years of business. So I'm feeling very proud of myself, excited for the things that I'm learning and how to deepen it, nervous that the economy is crumbling, so it's not going to execute the way that I want (laughs) to. But I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling a sense of pride and preparedness that feels... Like, all right, I'm actually driving this shit. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm moving. Like, I'm. It's manual. Like, all right, I know how the the machine works. I'm hearing that sound. I'm gonna put it in second. Mm-hmm. She's ready to go in third. You know, it's less of like this halting, putt putt, fucking breaking down, and me going to be like, how do I make this thing go forward again? But it's feeling really good on, on the business end, um, and. Yeah, holidays are coming, and I'm I'm gonna probably have to work my ass off. But here we are. Yep, after Capitalism, your birthday, baby. it's like go time, nigga. What? You better plug the shit out of that on see the thing is too, and have a discount code for them ready. I will. Here's your strategy. I will. <clears throat> hello, my name is Shanti. <laughs> so like, hello, over my you. name is Shanti. Thank you for having me on your program <laughs> i swear now nah, i'm gonna give you an edible that day i'm like if you no. don't relax and shut up just talk to two people who like you uh, um anyway y'all we know that there's we see the numbers going up there's got to be a lot of new folks listening and tuning in so shout out to you you know who you are please if you're new feel free to rate subscribe and share if you're old why haven't you done it yet we don't ask for much um but yeah that rating, subscribing, sharing, it helps in more ways than you could ever imagine. And especially rating on Apple Podcasts, where most folks get their podcasts. That is usually the platform that folks are looking at and drawing their um, 
collaboration and sponsorship conclusions from. So please <laughs> give us a little rating there. In other news, this is not, I didn't know where to put this on the outline because it's not something we usually do, but I have like a revelation, another revelation. Girl, <laughs> um, it's honesty box time, baby. I'm just letting it all out. I am not sure. I, let me not say this. I'm phrasing this wrong. I, I have a clip. I want to play the clip. And then I think that I'll be able to respond from there. So give me one second while I'll, this clip doesn't open. For I consider myself someone that stands 10 toes down on the fact that I regret motherhood. It's like I don't like regret my daughter. I regret the role. I think people are rubbed the wrong way about it because most moms feel that way. Yeah. And you're not allowed to say it. There is an anxiety that I have developed having a child that never lived in me before at all. The fear of even when she's not with me and I don't have to be selfless. I'm still thinking about is somebody going to hurt her? Is an earthquake going to happen? A mother is like who I am like at my core. Because of that, it consumes a lot of my thoughts and I hate that. I need space from my child in order to be a good parent. I can play as much as a 34-year-old woman can play. Yeah. But like feeling guilty about that yeah. too. Like I chose to be a mother. You're supposed to love every part. One day she's not going to want to play she's with you. She's not going to want to play. You're going to wish you like, no, I won't. <laughs> so that, those uh, ladies speaking are from Good Moms, Bad Choices. And I saw that clip and boy, it, it, kind of affirm my fear at this point. So now that I'm turning 35 and I am not partnered, you know, I go to the gynecologist and she's like, Are you, do you want to freeze your eggs? And I'm like, excuse me? And it's becoming abundantly clear that there are some decisions that I have to make. Mm. And I really sat down with my priorities and I thought to myself, I don't know that at this point in my life, that I would want to take on motherhood. I'm not, I'm not counting it out. But the reason I say that is because I feel like I'm just reaching a point where financially I'm able to do more things that I've wanted to do and like kind of splurge on myself. And even now I'm, I still can't really splurge, but just experience the city a little more. But mostly because of my biological clock and the fact that I'm not partnered and I haven't been partnered. So I, I feel like there's this adult kind of relationship that I want to experience, that I want to be fully selfish in with my partner. Like I want to pour in to said partner and I want them to pour into me and I want to book flights and I want to be out and I want to like enjoy us and just kind of frolic and live and explore without having to put things on the back burner because we have children. And I want to do that for a length of time. And I feel like in order for me to meet someone, trust them enough to have their kids, have the kid, right? If I meet you and then we get together, I want I want time before we do that. And unfortunately, time isn't on my side. And so the first time in my life, I got really comfortable with that and I'm not judging myself for it because before I would be like oh wow you were never this selfish like what's going on and I know that I would make an incredible mother it's not that but it's one I don't want to do this shit by myself and two like I'm trying to fuck a lot like I just I want to live with whoever <laughs> this person is you know like and so I just had that revelation and I was booking a gynecology appointment. And so that was like, I guess, on my fucking chart. <laughs> and I said, no, I, right now, no, I don't. And I probably should just in case I want to utilize them later. But it was such a visceral response that I had to sit with it. Um, but yeah, as a mom. It like feels like a pragmatic way of thinking. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever feel like that? Like you not, I don't know if resent, regret motherhood, but maybe resent it, but love your baby. Of course. Yeah. But I think, I think that, I think the grass is always greener on the other side. I think that mm. that's, that is, um, 
I think that women who don't want to have kids should not have kids. And if they're clear on it, that's really wonderful. And I also see women that have kids by any means necessary as well that are like, I'm going to get, if it's whether it's surrogate or I'm going to spend a lot of money to get this in vitro, regardless if I'm partnered or not, if my life looks that way or not. And like, I get that too. I don't think I would have had that kind of energy had I not got pregnant. I don't think I've been like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a mom. Like I had, I see. I don't think I would have. I think I've always, yeah, I don't know. Um, What is that? What is that book called? I always reference it, but um, Alice, Rebecca Walker has a book called baby Mm. blues and she just invites people to women, people to really, um, face the ambiguity around motherhood and I think that's what you're doing you're like not just being like I don't know if it happens it happens you're like feeling like you're more proactive and intentional and at peace and and putting reasoning behind the emotions or the gut instinct that you have or the life that you want to create for themselves and I think that that is really important because you don't want to be you know, 10 years from now being like, damn, why didn't I really think this through? Like, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the most important thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Having a baby when you didn't plan to have a baby is not, will 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 bring up those emotions, I think. And even if you do plan to have a baby, it'll bring up your, emo- mm-hmm. it's not easy. It's not easy no. in the way the society structures motherhood and who you have to be and who, what kind of help you have around raising a child is wildly unreasonable. So I don't know. I don't know if those feelings that come up around motherhood are symptomatic of the action. Raising a child is like this terrible thing versus the society that we have in which we raise children and and the options that we give women. Mm. I think it's fucked up. It's fucked. Mm. It's screwed up. And it makes it a a hard, lonely unreasonable experience in a lot of ways wow so i can get why they do it and it's not a failing of the woman for feeling that way i I don't i don't think Mm. well maybe that's something that we'll explore a little deeper it'd be interesting to talk to other folks who are moms um about their feelings on that but moving right along for hot shit i want to shout out and celebrate Armani White. Did you watch that performance that I yeah. sent you? Mm-hmm. I'm so just gleefully proud of him. If y'all don't know, Armani was on the podcast, what, like a year and a half ago, maybe? A year, what? what did he I say? was. A year and a half. Oh, yeah. let us. He was, he was on first. the pod a while ago. Funny. And I, he's, he's so funny. And I have a personal relationship with him where he's like, he like calls me auntie. Like he and I, I care about this kid. I want to see him win. He has such a good heart mm-hmm. and spirit. Mm-hmm. He just, he's a kind person mm-hmm. and really talented. And I told him on that episode, you're more than a rapper. You're an artist. Like you're a musician. And the proof was it and put in. Armani performed at the BET Hip Hop Awards. And he was and, and he had to open the show, which is crazy. You had to open the show at an award show that is notorious for people just sitting there trying to look bored on purpose. And he comes out fully committed to his performance. And he's not up there just, you know, no, he got a whole rocking the crowd choreography. Mm-hmm. He's taking on characters within mm-hmm. it. I mean, dancing, jumping up and down. I into it. I love the arrangement of the song. Like he was smart. He was like, yo, the song, you know, the hook repeats a lot. How do I make it more interesting every time I say it? I mean, the way that he had that track arranged, he got with musicians to do that. You know, like it wasn't your typical, just play the track. I'm out here doing my thing. And then he brought Nori out who hasn't, when was the last time he performed? It was just beautiful. It was so fucking good. So if you have an opportunity, please 
Please go check good. out. It's amazing. Yeah, this he blew young- up. And if you go on his Instagram, it kind of it's always beautiful to have the Cinderella thing, ra- not mm-hmm. rags to riches, but like I worked really, really hard and it's it is rags off. to riches. He yeah. talked about how he just four sleeping months ago sleeping in a car, Put sleeping in a car, fighting it. off um, eviction, had fifty dollars. $40 for the studio and $10 for food. Working it out. Deciding every day that he was going to invest back into his career because he had he was like, this is it. This has to work. And it's working. And so I'm so proud of him. Make sure that y'all check out his song, Billie Eilish. He has other music dropping soon. He just got signed to Def Jam. They're putting, they're obviously putting budget behind him because it was giving budget. It was. The performance. Yes. Yes. I said, yes. All right, Def Jam. Um, but I, I swear, I want him to win. I want him to be up next. And I'm so proud of him. So shout out to him. Uh, I'm going to skip the next thing. We can save that for another um, episode. Game of Thrones. I figured out. It's not Game of Thrones. What's it called? House of Dragons. I figured out what the problem is. Did you listen to my voice notes? Mm -hmm. The problem with House of Dragons, right? It's not written as well in terms of the dialogue. It's not as clever. But the main issue for me and the main difference between Game of Thrones and House of Dragons is that this is all prescriptive. It's all like just history. They're just telling us what happened. They're just giving us the background. There is no existential threat there's no White Walker threat looming that you don't, you're unclear of what they're, what they want, who they are, what it is. So you have these, these houses kind of fight, fighting, you know, amongst themselves. You've got these journeys of these characters developing that you're, you're discovering this new world. And then on top of that, you have this kind of like horror thriller energy just like bubbling beneath all of that. Yes. And so it drew you in, in a way that was like, it was mystical. It was scary. It was Mm -hmm. thrilling. Mm -hmm. And this one is one note, you know, it's one note and it's like, it's fine for what it is, but it's really hard for you to hear that game of Thrones theme music. And then watch this. This is, it's a fine television show. Is it? It is. It's fine, but it doesn't have the the zhuzh under it. And I was watching. I was like, "What is missing from this?" I'm, wa- I'm wondering why it. they're moving so fast. Like, maybe they are setting us up for some for some shit. Maybe why are they? They moving? got a lot of story to tell. Why are why the character? You're right. I I hear you. I hear you. But I'm I I don't like any of them. Only person I'm fighting for is really the queen. I can't stand mm. Rhaenyra's can't stand her what'd you call her Rhaenyra what's her name Rhaenyra Rhaenyra I think Renita. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the last episode yeah I said child you need to sit down now if but I was again, that queen I would be pissed too I the queen of course. I Alicent Alicent she's beautiful too Gorgeous. I think she's so beautiful to her hair I said girl you around all these little thumbs. Okay. Walking, talking thumbs. Oh, my God. Anyway, listen, it. I'm sticking it out. I hope that people are going to stick it out. I, I, I'm hoping that we get a little more from the Jon Snow spinoff that they're working on. Maybe they'll even bring the White Walkers back. I don't know. Maybe there's some other existential threat. But I'm realizing that in Game of Thrones, there's got to be something else, something spooky lurking. The existential threat is still there. Remember, he tells her like, of course, it's not not present. Yeah, it's not present yet. Game of Thrones opened with those people running in the woods. If you're in the snow and being killed, the wildlings and then having the heads placed in that weird kind of remember like the girl they, i remember that you are a pro that was you how are. it opened they dismembered the body parts and it was in that weird like um uh what is that symbolic like circular that. thing on the ground that was how it opened wow. and then you go into this kind of 
medieval reminiscent world. And you're like, wait, what? Trying to piece it all together. Really compelling stuff there. (laughs) This one, not so much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. Anyway, I'm sticking it out. I'm going to see. I'm going to see about them. Politics as usual. <laughs> Y'all, I, I have to be honest. I am, I am seven or eight episodes behind on The View. I have not been able to keep oh, up wow. with my you girls. I've been having a heart attack. You know it was real. If I've been had, I, I have not seen Whoopi or Joy in a very long time now. But I got my little notification on my phone today and I said, what is Joseph Robinette Biden up to? And child, <laughs> I know that he's been walking. He's been holding the wrong woman's hand. I saw he's that and I ignored a, it. He is giving White Walker energy. <laughs> he's been he's, walking around a little confused. He's been, you know, he's that been is a compelling pol- story like that. <laughs> there is an existential crisis that we have no access to, but it's there. <laughs> and it's when there. it reveals itself, baby. Baby, we all worried about Joe now. I'm like, oh man, I saw the other interview. Child, he was he was in the middle of being interviewed. He answered one question, said, "All right," and then just walked off. <laughs> and the lady, the lady was like, "Mr. President, Mr. President." She tried to reach out for him, but she, she pulled her hand back, and she knew, like, wait, I can't grab the president. But he just walked off, and then kind of spun around, looking lost, and couldn't figure it out. And then it's not funny. they just it ended it. A, it is the end. That is scary. <laughs> when he, he named one of the dead senators. And then oh, made it even no. more awkward and was like, are you here? Oh, no, no, oh. he's not here. I was like, oh, wait, did he really? America, we're in trouble. I didn't see that. Yes, he really he's like, that. I want to thank all the senators, da, da, da. And then, he, and then he thanked the woman that passed recently. And he was like, is she here? Oh, no, 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 she's not here. That's not <laughs> it's not funny funny. this is the leader of the greatest country in the world listen just well most powerful we'll say that i don't know just showing showing catching us with our pants down (laughs) just showing us the eyes that should be you know it should it should really be inspiration to everyone that you too can be mediocre and no, just girl, like no. blow the fuck up. <laughs> like that's incredible. Wow. The trajectory of this man, you no, know, we worried about Joe. Joe needs help. Anyway, Joe helping us. You want to know why? Cause Joseph Robinette Biden pardoned all prior federal offenses of simple marijuana possession, a move that senior administration officials said would affect thousands of Americans charged with that crime. The announcement comes a month ahead of the critical November elections that will determine the... Con- what? I was doing well. <laughs> that will determine control of Congress. I was doing well. And them, them eyes got tricky on me now. <laughs> the way your head... <laughs> 
because I had to shake. I had to shake my head back to make the the words go back in the order they supposed to be not, in. We are laughing at uh, disabilities right now, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own. Well. I don't care. <laughs> I swear, one day I'm gonna get like for real diagnosed with this because nobody believes me. I'm like the way that just just scrambled on me. One second, one second, it's the words nap. are crawling. <laughs> All right, wait. What'd I say? Oh, Lord. Anyway, I don't need to read all this. But y'all should read up on it. Um, As part of the announcement, Biden also encourages governors to take simple steps to pardon state simple marijuana possession charges. A move that would potentially affect. Get the fuck out of here. I know. It's tricky. But this is a federal. This is a federal law. Or federal pardons, rather. So that, I feel like that surpasses the state. Um, But he goes on to say, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. Biden said in a video announcing his executive actions, it's legal in many states and criminal records for marijuana possession has led to needless barriers to employment, housing, and educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities fuck it up. around who suffers the consequences. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportional rates. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time we right these wrongs. I know that's right, Joe. Listen. Joe be Joeing, but <laughs> Joe be Joe sometimes. If you're from Philly, Joe then be Joe shit sometimes. What that mean? Joe <laughs> Joe is shit, but but Joe is getting something. Joe said, "I need y'all to go ahead and come on out and vote Democratic." Joe said, "I'll be high ninety three percent of election. the time now." All I need is for him to just pull out a fucking blunt or something during the State <laughs> of the Union and be like, "Listen, guys." That's some shit he'd do at this point. But that's all I have for politics as usual. I promise I will get back on my shit. I, I just have not had the opportunity to really read. I'm watching this Herschel Walker fiasco. <laughs> and that's a mess. That's a Negro. I don't know. Do you that's know about the that? Negro that got a whole bunch yes. of... And then his son is a Negro that son, yeah, outed him and is also... Girl, you ain't said nothing. Finish your statement. <laughs> he said, that's the Negro that was uh, And then his son, he ain't said nothing. They yet. don't know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> A mess. Yeah. No, this. he came out and he's fully against abortion. He's running. He's Trump's uh, uh, backed. But uh, for, receipts what said he had it? a woman out of wedlock get an abortion. And then yes. he got ki- she done had kids by this man. Oh, she I had kids by part. him. And oh, his son was the one who's also against abortion, but outed him just out of spite. His gay son? His gay son. Sorry. Gays don't be wanting abortions either. <laughs> that is so trick. Wow. Come on. Intersections got to intersect and link up now with our powers combined. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding? You going to no. sit here and be gay and then say you against abortion? Yeah. The audacity. Uh, uh, listen, a These black gay, gay lives need to live, okay? <laughs> I can't. That just irritated me, sir. Biracial, uh, and you could tell he's biracial. Is he biracial? He's given biracial. Tricky. Mm. Mm. Biracials can't. Biracial men. We got to have a whole episode dedicated to biracial men. I want to talk to y'all. I want y'all to share y'all experiences. I'm gonna be so quiet that episode because you are so problematic when it comes to them. It's a mess. Is it? A little bit. It's terrible. <laughs> but I, I'll be like, we got to edit this out. We got to edit this out. <laughs> we got to edit this out. But you know, we can't edit. Apparently, we can't edit Kanye West. This Negro. I don't even want to talk about this. Me either. But I do want to. We all know what he did. He has his wife, Lies Matter shirt. And I don't want to talk about it in the same way that everybody else is talking about it. Oh. And focus on Kanye. Because at this point, Kanye has showed us who he is and who he's not. And shame on us for not believing him every time he continues to show us. It's just silly. Um, we can have uh, all the 
empathy and compassion for him in the world, but you still, it's like, it's that story about when the, I don't know, the man or the woman, they, they have this pet snake. Oh shit. What you know the story? <laughs> they have this pet snake and they live their lives with this snake and they uh-huh. like, yo, the snake loves me. Mm. And they're like, everybody else is like, yo, that, that you gotta be careful. Like that snake is a killer snake. It's like, listen, I've taken care of this snake. I've nurtured this snake. Mm. This snake is a part of my household. Like me and this snake good. And then one day, what do you do? That snake bit the shit out of the owner. Mm. And the owner couldn't believe it. And it was like, yo, I'm going to die in a couple of hours because you bit me and you're poisonous. Mm. Why would you do that? I've done so much for you. I've given so much. For you. I've rolled for you. I've fed you. I've taken care of you, supported you, loved mm. you. And you want to know what that snake said? What he said? Because I'm a snake. Mm. Sometimes be. you got to know people's nature now. It's on us to stop being surprised. So I don't even want to talk about him. What I want to talk about is why the message is a little bit aggravating and dangerous. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because I actually have family members who I saw posted this shit online and said, Kanye gets it. And I said, oh, Lord, I can't go to that Christmas party this year. (laughs) They're not my... (laughs) They, some of them are family members by marriage, which is a whole other thing. And if my sister's listening, you'll get it. Um, but I saw it and it's not there anymore. So apparently they took it down. I don't know. But I saw it and was ir- immediately irritated. Now I want to read what Van Lathan said. Because Van Lathan, when he get the talking and the writing. He, that might be your boo. All right. Well, when he get the talking and the writing, he he makes sense. Okay. And he says things in a way that I feel are so eloquent that you can't you can't do anything but stop and respect it. So he's responding to somebody on his social media page where he posted what Kanye did. And they were like, well, don't white lives matter too? And he said, <clears throat> we don't need a reminder of the worth of white lives. America is a shrine to the worth of white people. This message is reactionary to a message affirming the worth of black lives, which has never been worth anything in America. In its intent, it's a white supremacist notion because it it posts that we can't have a conversation about the worth of black people without having a conversation about the worth of white people, which is fucking insane. The notion that it always has to be about white people in America is incredibly frustrating, emotionally draining, and the whole problem. But here's Kanye apparently centering that notion. And I just love that. I think it it puts a nice little bow on it. And the only thing that I will add to that is that I feel like Kanye is a direct result of white supremacy and its effects on our psyche growing up in this world. I think as much as he thinks he's going against the grain, you know, being a college dropout, uh, following his dreams, betting on himself, it's only still resulted in, in him seeking white approval and validation in almost every area oh, of his life. seeking white approval like, and validation? Oh, yeah. Really? I think from his family life to his professional life, even to his spiritual life. Mm. Oh. I think, listen. Interesting. I'm pretty sure white Jesus is somewhere in Kanye's house. But the professional life, I feel, you know, Kanye has wanted to align with certain brands because they have the stamped approval from the fashion industry. Now, he's wanted to infiltrate it. But in his infiltration, he's always needed the approval. You know, Sway was saying, why don't you take a step back and put the put it out yourself? And he was like, you ain't got the answers because he felt like he needed that machine. And not only the machine, but the approval. Kanye, there is a desperation in him that I energetically feel 
that I can see the little boy in him where he's looking up and he's like, please let me in. Please, please Mm. validate that I'm a genius. Please Mm. tell me I'm good enough. Mm. I don't necessarily see that in the musical space, but in this fashion world, I see it. In his personal life, I mean, I'm going to be quiet, but. Uh, when you get on and leave your ass for a white girl uh, tricky and spiritually I don't want to talk about nobody's um, nobody's religion but um, you know that wasn't what folks were practicing back in the day but I'll shut up it's just tricky it's tricky all around I I again feel sorry for him but not enough to pay him that much attention I am glad, though, that I've become aware of this. um, I forget her name. The black woman in Vogue. Um, I'm curious. I'm more curious about her. I appreciated her stance on it. And, um, yeah, I think this just has to be a lesson. And, like, for me, it made me sit back and think about what are the ways that that I'm desperately seeking validation from the powers that be and how can I excel in this world without have without succumbing to that if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you you're not touching this huh I don't have any I have no interest in I love it any of this it's so dumb and boring and i guess people would be really frustrated with that though and say that it's dangerous and like that it isn't something to just be dismissed and i hear that too but it just feels so like a hamster wheel Mm -hmm. like two cats in a street fight like just it just feels so (sighs) feels it feels symptomatic of so much but the things that we're bringing up don't feel like it's really scratching at the surface of agreed the thing oh god and then candace 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 don't give a fuck that's that's who i don't oh my god and he's gonna go on carl tucker's what's his name carlson tucker Tucker. carlson tucker carlson he's gonna go on his show of course he is I'll say this. This is what Toni Morrison said, which is very, which I feel like is closer to the thing. She says the function, the very serious function of racism is distraction. It keeps you from doing your work. It keeps you explaining over and over again your reason for being. Somebody says you have no language and you spend 20 years proving that you do. Somebody says your head isn't shaped properly. So you have scientists working on the fact that it is. Somebody says you have no art. So you dredge that up. Somebody says you have no kingdoms. So you dredge that up. None of this is necessary. There will always be one more thing. It's, it feels endless. It feels like, j- like, all right. And everybody, even Van Lathan, is like him being desperate to be like, don't you see us? Don't you see what's going on? And then Candace says some bull, like, it feels mm. Can dumb. you send me that? Yes. I love that. That's it. Mm. Something to uh sit with, child. Uh you <laughs> I saw this topic. I can't stand you. Um you wanna take it? Listen, everybody's getting divorced. My girl Tia Maori and Corey Hardict shocked. I said, Tia, them girls, first of all. <laughs> Can I tell you what Jade said to me? <laughs> Jay said, you saw that Tia was good? I said, which one is Tia? She said, the black one. I said, I got to go. I got to go. First of all, we're not going to do that to our biracial sister. I said, Jay, I got to go. (laughs) But Kristen is always like, would these girls stop getting dressed and doing these goddamn transitions in their biracial ass fucking TikTok lives? (laughs) Anyway... The girl's getting divorced. My boy Miguel oh. and Nazanin Mandy. They what's her name? 
<laughs> I was about to say, wait, the way you just let that go, I said, do you know how to say her name? That beautiful being that he's married to, they be going through their cycles. I know. Giselle and Tom. Tom Brady, I, I'm shocked. Giselle said, I've had it. Now you need to stop playing fucking football because you having a losing season anyway. But the joke's on her because she worth 150 million more. So he probably fit to get some alimony. He, he's worth more than her? She's no, worth, she's, she's, she's worth more, more, than, more him. than him. Yeah, she's the t- most, the highest paid supermodel in the world. Wow. She worth way more than Tom Brady. Football players don't get paid that much. I mean, he has endorsements, but football players checks, they're not baseball checks or, or basketball. I really think that we need to have a conversation around this. Uh, this should be a topic. I'm going to just scratch the surface. But I really think when people get divorced, we should say congratulations. Congratulations. It's You did it. You're brave. You're, you're doing what you need to do. You've tried. Congratulations. I hope you find joy on the other side. And Like, I know this is sad. It's not a failure. I think we Mm. need to have a conversation around freedom and failure and divorce. And we think it's a failure. I love the idea. It's not a failure. No. It's not a failure. It's not a failure. Congratulations. Miguel and Nazanin, y'all been trying to do this for about, y'all tried. And I think they- They've known each other since high school. They probably love the hell out of each other. And now they've reached this other point they've cried they passed a threshold where they're like i know and i love myself more in this moment and through you i've come to this place that like i gotta get free like congratulations do you feel like though (laughs) you still play do you feel (laughs) (laughs) do you feel like though that the folk, I mean, I can understand why someone feels like it's a failure, right? You, you've made these vows before God, before your friends, Joe. before your family. Listen, I mean, when regular ass relationships fa- end, people feel like it's a failure. So marriage is a whole other level of commitment that you and I don't know anything about. But what I'll say is, I think maybe what's rooted is in the feeling of failure is that that's a component I would imagine if you have children that's a even that's you're you're failing I think someone can look at it as I'm failing to give my kids what I've envisioned for them I don't Did know how many people envi- it? was it your right vision? well we're gonna talk about that next week or uh, later Are on we? in the week but we should maybe we should get into it we're gonna save this because lord knows we need a topic no, I mean y'all it, think about the- this I mean, in the marriage episode, we fit in half that, you know, did you dream of this? But I I think maybe the failure is um, folks feeling like they didn't continue to see each other, communicate, um, maybe they free really each did. other up. Maybe I see you so well. That I'm going to well. set you free. That's different. Be I'm talking free. about when people feel the failure. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I've had to I've had to adjust my thinking of it. I know as an adult now, looking back, I'm so proud of my mom for getting a divorce. I'm so proud of her. That was the best decision she could have made for herself. And it taught me so much about myself. Um, So it, it really, I think helps me one not enter into things lightly you know but two understand that like and I know she still she still has this thing in her where she feels like oh she let her kids down but she knows it was the best thing and I respect it I respect the hell out of it Uh, yeah so I don't know expectations of marriage are unreasonable (laughs) More the inspiration from around the way of motherhood are unreasonable. They don't work with the way our society is set up. It doesn't mm. work. Some and then we and then we blame though, people. Huh? 
Some some marriages do quote some unquote. Some do. Work. Some do. I'm not saying it's all. I, I'm just saying that the expectation that you with this person from a young age and you go through life with them and you grow with them. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful possibility. It's a beautiful opportunity. But I don't know that if you've divorced that you haven't gone through a beautiful cycle with somebody. Mm-hmm. And 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 you're on to the next thing. Why? Uh, my hope though is just that these people can honor the love and the cycle that it they sounds, had with one it another. Sounds like Giselle and Tom are the only ones having some issues. It sounds like the brown folks. Tia, it took that picture with Chris. They looking up at each other. They didn't had a photo shoot for it. Who is Chris? Her husband. His name is Corey. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute and what photo shoot are you talking about is it an old photo because you don't be knowing nothing about <laughs> this they, they said listen we got to take this divorce photo shoot okay that's no. ridiculous it's hard and to and it can be hard i just talked to a friend who just got a divorce and mm. i knew that that i knew she got a divorce um i kind of knew a little bit of the backstory of the relationship and we were going to meet up for coffee. And I, the energy that I was coming in to, to to greet her was like, let me help, you know, carry this. I know this is a rough. That child was beaming. Face skin was clear. <laughs> lost a couple pounds. Felt so good. Felt so freed up. And I was like, congratulations. And she was like, thank you. This is one of the hardest moments of my life. But also like, that was not right. Oh, full circle moment. This is one of the hardest moments in my life. You could have your heart attack, but baby, when when you are rehabilitated from that, when that shit start beating again, you'll be like, oh, oh I'm a brand new me, pa- child. Yeah, I went through a portal. I'm not the same. Ooh. I know so I learned some things. Shanti, you know what I think we need right now? Guess. Guess what you think I think oh that my we God. need? <laughs> Guess what you think I, or I'm saying it wrong. Guess what I think, what? Guess what I think we need? Come on. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. Give it to Come me on. Now. Give it to me now. We need Give an around the way affirmation, child. Listen, y'all. Let's put Bye our heads, heads down in prayer. Let's put our time heads down in a moment of reflection. Listen, we are all dealing with and falling in and floating in the great unknown of uncertainty. Get out of the box, y'all. This shit doesn't work. It doesn't always work, and that's okay. Bust through the box. See what's on the other side. Ride the wave with pride because nobody knows what they're doing and we've been lied to (laughs) repeatedly. And it's okay to let shit go. It's okay to try something different. It's okay to get a divorce. It's okay to not want to have kids. It's okay to possibly consider giving up your job or singing your heart out to people that it it may not ever be recorded. It's okay to do your weird shit. We got to get weird. We got to step out the box. We got to realize that this shit just isn't working. So peace be upon all of you people frustrated, having panic attacks information there shout out to Tia and Tamara for showing us the way who knew that <laughs> Tia and Tamara <laughs> what the fuck what does a, Tamara we, have to do with this she's a t- Tamara Tamara like yo you fucked up my bag I'm coming out with a memoir and you're fucking up my bag on the low what you talking about girl you are actually not up on the news of Tia what and happened Tamara? with Tamara Tamara's trying to put out her memoir and Tia's like, I'm getting a divorce. And she was like, we need to be she having better PR. I mean, it's just an obvious like conflict of <laughs> celebration. Yo, 
All right, end of affirmation. You have to stop creating conflicts <laughs> between these fake beefs that you come up with. Y'all, you, you, did, you even cut me off from Mace. I saw what you did. You didn't want to talk about Puffy and Mace. Because <laughs> I don't want to keep... You cut off. You know who you need to talk about? Your girl, Carisha. Then won a, a BET Hip Hop Award for Best, I think, Podcast. And everybody was up in arms. And she tweeted. She said, not y'all being mad that I won an award. Aw. <laughs> that girl, you caping for her. I think it was your energy. That made her win, child. I said, what? That's just crazy. All right, well, Chanti has nothing to say. We're done. <laughs> Why would you just take a breath like that and say nothing? I was thinking, I was taking in what you said. You said a lot. And I was thinking about it like, is my energy wrong for Carisha? She's she's bamboozled by the demon that is Diddy. And I get it. Diddy is delusional. Anyway. All right. Well... I think that's all for this episode of Around the Way Curls. I hope you feel inspired to fail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be feeling inspired to just keep swimming in this uncertainty. That's all we got. <laughs> and if you call it anything else, you might not. What's the name of the episode? Know what's going on for real, for real. What's the name? Swimming in Uncertainty? Inspired to Fail? What is it? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Didn't we already do right. one Failing Forward? But it was far more failing, like failing forward, delusional. Was, <laughs> no, Failing Forward was great. Failing Forward, we were talking about basically how to fail. To fail, but to learn as you go. That was like a real episode, not a kiki one. Oh, God. We're doing the back of the house stuff on the episode. All right. And with that... We are out. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.